1: Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales. And I have two wonderful guests with me, Brenda Carey and Stacey Musial, who are co-hosts of the podcast, Be the Love, Be the Love, Be the Love, Be
2: the Love, <laughs> <in> Our Souls. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that.
1: I am going to invite everyone who's out there and joined us today on Facebook land, in listener land, radio land. Um get to know yourself a little bit better. I've created a lovely quiz called the What is Your Number One Superpower Quiz to help you get a little bit more acquainted with the um, the more powerful supernatural aspect of yourself, the soul aspect, the sovereign self, if you will. And uh, you can take 60 seconds to go through that quiz and get your results and learn what your particular superpower quiz is because we so often walk through life uh, going, well, I'm not special like that other person. Well, that's true, but you're very special like yourself. And a lot of times we don't see that until we look in a mirror. So this quiz is your mirror. You can go to superpowerquiz.us and uh, learn a little bit more about the specialness that is you. So, Brenda and Stacy, who would like to go first in terms of introducing themselves?
2: So, I can go. Um, so, my name is Stacey Musial. I am a psychotherapist that I, I practice. I've been practicing now for 10 years. And I've just been on a journey. Um, author of Your Empowered Soul, A Natural Pathway to Healing Anxiety and Depression. And I'm also the co-host of the podcast, Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. Thank you. I appreciate you doing that. And so that brings
1: us around to Carrie. My name
3: is Brenda Carey. Yep. And (laughs) I also get the privilege to be a co-host on Be The Love podcast. Uh, I am also a holistic health coach and energy healer. I use the wisdom of Ayurveda and meditation and yoga to co-create vibrant health uh, for, I say, mostly women and a few wise men. Uh, that are willing <laughs> to come along. And I was, <laughs> I, I
1: love how it's women and wise men as, opposed <laughs> as wise women and wise men.
3: <laughs> so um, yeah, I was going to say you mentioned your quiz at the at the beginning. And it's a really powerful quiz. I'm a broadcaster by the way. Oh, which is appropriate
1: having right? a podcast that you're reaching out <laughs> to the world on. I love that. I'm glad you took the quiz. Yay. It <laughs> yeah, <that> was fun. <laughs> Excellent. So ladies, you've got some really impressive street cred here. Did you always, were you always as tuned in and as lightened as you are? Or was there a before time? <laughs>
2: Well, I would say there's definitely a before time. It's, you know, everything in my life feels like it's been a, well, it has been a progression from, you know, and and everything has led me to where I am today, but it wasn't always at this place. I've done a lot of healing work and, you know, I started out, you know, I dropped out of school when I was 17 and kind of went living Um, from place to place, not very stable, going from job to job. And then it wasn't until I got pregnant with my son in 2001, when I started to really tune into myself and bring in more spiritual light because when I was pregnant with him, I was in a very tumultuous relationship and I was, it was very abusive and I was, I felt like I had to protect my son. And there was at one point in the pregnancy where I was, I had to lock myself in a room so that my ex wouldn't Hurt me and, yes. and my my son, and so I was locked in the room, and I sat there, and I remember just bringing in light. I didn't know where this light was coming from. I didn't. Well, I felt the divine source, but I didn't know why I was doing it, or like I didn't know how do I even know to do this. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, but I I had the instinct to do that, and so I just brought the light in and, and protected my my growing baby, and. So from then on, you know, I found the path to put myself through school during when I was a single mom for many years. And I put myself through school and read every book I could get my hands on to really empower myself and grow and and develop skills and heal and go through the wounds that I didn't know that, you know, didn't know what to do with them. But Yeah, exactly. Was- well, and I... I am um, always, what
1: do I want to say? It's amazing to me the difference a child can make in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Because I know for myself, I will put up with a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. But true. there comes a point where it's like, oh, no, you, you're not just doing that to me, you're gonna no. Now we're mm-hmm. drawing the line.
2: Absolutely. And it was because of my son, I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's not just me anymore. You know, I have this little being to protect. And so he really gave me the strength to move on and move forward. And, and I've been on that journey ever since. Mm, That's wonderful.
1: So Brenda, tell us a little bit about your journey. What was your before time like?
3: Oh my goodness, my before time actually comes in two parts. I'll kind of blend them together though, because I can uh, piggyback Stacy's story of having the birth of a child be this catalyst. Um, mine was a little, mine was actually quite different. So after the birth of my second daughter, I started having a lot of digestive pain. Mm. Um, and I went through the, you know, typical Western medicine protocol. I did what I was told by my doctor. And I was assured that if I just took these certain medications, that it would work. It would all be better, yes. (laughs) And my pain would be gone. And about two years cycling through multiple rounds of antibiotics and steroids, I actually ended up in the hospital with such horrible pain. It was almost almost exactly like labor. But um, it was interesting that I thought of it as like a, a new birth to myself. Um, well, and I guess it kind of was,
1: right? It was. <laughs> yeah.
3: It really was. On kind of this spiritual plane, I actually um, checked in with, with a fellow Reiki practitioner and I'm like, what is going on? And she's like, well, you've had two births of daughters and this is now your rebirth. And it was painful. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it at all. And I left for reasons I felt like I needed to. I left the Western medicine protocols behind and started this new path. And it was scary. Um, oh, I didn't know where yeah. to go or who to trust, because mm-hmm. I had trusted these other doctors, and they did what they were told. I'm not blaming them. No, they were they do what they're taught to do. Yeah. But
1: Western medicine doesn't look to return your system to balance. They just look to make symptoms go away
3: primarily. Yes. And so basically I created my own sacred path to healing is what I refer to it as. And it really looked into the emotional side of my digestion. Mm. And through many different modalities, meditation being one, um, yoga, different forms of energy healing, I came to realize that I was just stomaching other people's emotions. And I didn't need Mm. to do that anymore. And that was my, I guess, awakening to how empathic and how highly sensitive I was as a person, but didn't really see it at, you know, at the outset, at the surface, it was just really deep within. And similar to Stacey, I read all kinds of books and did different trainings on various energy healings and modalities, and really worked with aligning a life that I loved, that I didn't always have to give away, give it away, give away my power, but that i could have both the you know feminine power of doing the positive work that i want to see in the world and also being a mom and a good friend and a wife and and all the things of abundance yes all the all the things we want
1: to do in abundance yeah. <laughs> yes absolutely that's beautiful um, you mentioned a lot of different modalities and things. Was your your path primarily emotional, or did were there some physical interventions that you decided to bring in as well? There after were after you
3: left the conventional world <laughs> behind. <laughs> yes, there were some physical interventions. Um, my what I ate, food as medicine, became mm-hmm. a large part of um, how I healed my gut. And then doing some just really light herbs and acupuncture, along with some energy healing techniques, like emotional freedom technique, some of Donna Eden's work to help me just really bring back into alignment and take my own power back. I had just been giving it away for so long. I didn't really know what I wanted or really even who I was. And so really stepping into that Along with those other, yes, I did do some physical modalities, but also believing in the innate wisdom of my body. Um, because I, somewhere along the line, of all those, you know, really negative dark situations that happened with my gut, I started disbelieving that my body could heal itself, mm. and I almost looked at it as as it was betraying me.
1: Yeah.
3: And so clearing some of those old beliefs and knowing that no, my body does have an innate wisdom and trusting in that as i'm ingesting the you know whole foods and you know pure supplements it it truly was like mind body experience i don't think i could have just done one without the other and really have it you know raise my vibration to the level of health that i wanted and have yeah exactly exactly i love that you started
1: Reclaiming your power in the doctor's office, because that's actually one of the least empowered places that we have in oh. modern Western society. It's like, no, you go to the white coats and they tell you what you are to do, blah, 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 you know. And it's like we lay down all of our power to question or to give feedback at the door when the truth of the matter is there are two experts sitting in that room. There's the guy who has a bunch of information or gal who has a bunch of information that they learned in med school. And then there is the person who is on the healing path, the actual healer in the room, who's the expert on how their body is responding to this. Yes, very true. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, so it is, I definitely... I definitely had to learn how to speak my own truth and to not shut that down to please somebody that I felt knew more than I did. Yeah. (laughs) And part of that meditation mindfulness practice was knowing that, no, I am an expert. Like you said, I am an expert too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Love it. I love that. That is amazing. So, I have a curiosity, Stacy. How did you get on the path to um,
2: becoming a therapist? Hmm. Well, I was continuing on my own self journey heal- of healing and going to school, and. I realized that I really love to help people and work with them one on one and going deep and, and going through, you know, recognizing that there's another way to heal other than the Western medicine route and wanting to really support them. And I started also taking courses like emotional freedom technique. And I use that for myself. And it just catapulted me through my own deep healing wisdom. And so I wanted to go to back to school and I went and got my master's degree and I was studying emotional freedom technique at that time. And, and so I became a therapist and, and I, my philosophy has always been, you know, I'm not going to tell my client to do something that I haven't done. So it's you know, really looking at the root cause of what causes anxiety, depression, trauma, and working at the root to get to that the healing that is deeply needed, you know? And, and so that was part of my journey is, you know, doing my own self-discovery and recognizing that things are possible for others as well and wanting to teach them and show them the way, you know, the way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's beautiful. It's, I always rejoice when a woman is able to leave one of these abusive situations because Mm -hmm. it's, so hard to do. I mean, everything gets tied up in this relationship. I mean, there's a reason that we go into the relationship to start with, whether it's an emotional need or if we feel like we can't support ourselves or whatever. There's a whole laundry list of reasons we go into the relationship. And it looks good and wonderful at the beginning, but then you end up in this space where you suddenly realize that it's not good. It Mm -hmm. was not good. It's really bad. And now I've made some choices that make it hard to leave. Mm-hmm. We have kids together, or I gave up my career to be part of this. And so he's the breadwinner, and I don't have income if I go. And there's there's all this stuff that goes on, not to mention the societal, did you, you know, did you really give it a go or are you just walking away prematurely or he seems like a nice guy Mm -hmm. and so I'm always so excited when I can meet another woman who escaped because I'm Mm -hmm. one of these people who managed Mm -hmm. to get out Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I I for a long time just thought that was kind of normal and then I had a therapist that I sat with who was like do you realize what you've accomplished and I'm Mm -hmm. like no (laughs) (laughs) oh." And she gave me the statistics
2: and it's like, well, holy sweet Jesus, I'm really glad I'm out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And especially because your self-esteem and self-worth, at least for me, you know, it was so low when I left the relationship. I didn't feel like I could do it on my own, but I just, you know, realized I had to pick, you know, put one foot in front of the other and really start working on the self-love and self-esteem piece of it. And that's what helped me move forward is just continuing to build on those pieces and realize that I, you know, I, I had the strength to do that where I, I know it's so hard for so many women, but, you know, that's why one of my things, you know, the reason we be the love podcast came to be is because there is a, a lack of self-love and I saw that and I've experienced that for myself. So we have to be the love if we really want to be the change.
3: And that's, been a big lesson, yeah, absolutely. Women absolutely. stepping into their power. I yes. love, I love all the of the <laughs> stories. Like, mm-hmm. and and that's really what you know. What we're here to represent is self love, no matter mm-hmm. what we've gone through. But stepping into that is such a vibration raiser.
2: Yeah. And,
3: like Stacey mentioned, you know, that's who we get to meet on the podcast. We got to have you, Sophia, on our podcast. And we just love giving people that opportunity to be like, look, it is totally possible. I am not any more special than any other woman out there. We can step into who we are meant to be on this planet in this time. Yeah, and eventually find a way to
1: love ourselves. I mm-hmm. I think we, in many ways, at least in my experience of moving through, uh, learning to have self-worth and self-esteem and love for myself, it was a series of baby steps that got me there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started out on the journey, it's like there, there's no way, but I can at least say if I can't say I love myself, I can at least say I deserve better than this. There is no one mm-hmm. on earth who deserves to be treated this way.
2: <laughs> I also like the phrase, I am open or willing to begin to love myself because it gives you an opening. So it might not be there yet, but it can get there. You can yeah. get there. It's the first step of the process. We are
1: already up on our first break. Can you believe this? Wow. <laughs> And I'm loving this discussion. I want to dig more into how we we bring more of that love forward for ourselves in little tiny incremental baby steps, if it seems like an impossible thing from where you're sitting right now. So hang with us. Um, and while we're at the break, I'd love for you to get your pen and your paper and to spend a few minutes writing down some beautiful qualities about you you don't necessarily have to believe yourself that you have them but you can at least begin with things you've heard other people say are good about you because even no matter how shitty your life has been somebody at some point has given you a compliment on something (laughs) (laughs) so i would invite you to capture some of that on your piece of paper and hang with us we'll be right back from the break
4: This
3: is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired.
1: Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renee Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's tellzofi com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Inner Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and Tai Chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com.
2: Get Unchained! Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel
1: Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am still here with Brenda Carey and Stacey Musial of the Be the Love podcast. And before we went to break, I had invited you to make a list of wonderful or beautiful things about you as a person. And so I hope you have that list with you um, because I find as I'm breaking the habit of what I want to say, not being so very nice to myself mentally. <laughs> my my brain is a bad neighborhood, <laughs> or was, that you didn't want to go into alone. It's gotten much better over the years. Um, I find or found that it was helpful to have a list like that with me that I could refer back to when I was... Uh, off on a negative uh, jaunt if you will if i had something i kind of refer to to pull myself back from that i found it to be a useful tool so that's why i asked you to make the list now brenda and stacy what are how can we baby step our way into self-love give us a
2: little practical self-care here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, some of the things that I think to start would be to really recognize our humanness. Our humanness is, you know, both dark and light, right? And so we have to recognize that they're both of value. And so when we're having the dark feelings is an opportunity to go into those feelings and to feel what's there. And so when we can take the time to feel that, it's just energy and so we can move through that and then holding that with compassion. And one of my favorite exercises to do is to really tune into the heart, the heart energy. And when you move the heart energy, by focusing on it, it really helps to expand it. And then to bring in a pink bubble of light, a pink bubble of light representing love. So sometimes it might be, difficult to feel that love for yourself at first, because that is, you know, starting. That's that's uh, a tough one. Right. I I have
1: a love meditation that I walk people through and like the last one is yourself. (laughs) The first one is the easy
2: people, the brand Mm -hmm. new baby or the puppy or yeah. Mm -hmm. It's easier to give love to others than it is to ourselves because there's a, maybe feeling of lack of worthiness or deservingness or, you know, whatever messages, you know, you've received over a lifetime. And so allowing the pink light to come in through a universal source, whatever that means for you, to bring that in and allow
3: that to begin to move the energy. I can... Kind of continue what stacy was mentioning i do what i call soul check-ins throughout the day love that um, and it's, <laughs> it's as simple as um i actually connect like physically to my heart beating mm-hmm. um i started doing this actually i started doing this when i was at the hospital um after i had such horrible abdominal pain i had time to use there i like plenty of time you know your soul will get you that time when you need it (laughs) right i in some ways i'm like "Hmm, maybe i did need a three-day break like literally um but i would place my hand on my heart and like connect to my heart beating as this reminder to myself that i don't have to control that like my heart beats perfectly at the exact rhythm that it needs to for me it's different than every anyone else's and so and exactly what you need in that moment too right So it's just that rhythm that I connect with. And then I breathe deeper because so often I find this as a yoga and meditation teacher. We're just not breathing properly. I'm just calling ourselves out there. Um, Most of us breathe from this upper clavicle area. Our shoulders are hunched up because we've got this weight of the world happening. And so I'm like, breathe like really low, like down Yeah, And we're sitting at our keyboards with our hands, clack, 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 clack. Yeah, exactly. So it's just a matter of like finding my heartbeat, breathe deeper, and then just simply ask myself, what do I need in this moment? Mm. And sometimes I'll even close my eyes down because goodness knows we stare at screens enough. So just to kind of like, soften that visual stimulation and be like, what, what do I need in this moment? And I always check in. And a lot of times it's something really simple, like you need to drink more water or <laughs> you need to get up and go for a walk for five minutes and get off your computer. Uh, it's, and it's there. And that's how we build what I call are just these small intuitive moments. And when those intuitive moments come from a place of love and light, like Stacey had mentioned, that's how we take just one step closer to self-love it's just really tuning in what do i need and it's not about you know did i get the whole house clean or all the kids taken care of all that what what do i need bubble bath maybe i i like Um,
1: the idea of the
3: bubble bath it's a lovely thing but i mean some
1: self-care and i'm discovering this myself you know we rediscover and discover these things all the way along my husband got me a smartwatch. Actually, it arrived over the weekend. We like geeking out over this techno stuff and it has a blood pressure thing on it. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. Let's see how well this works. And I poked the button and it came back with a reading that was like, that can't possibly be right Mm. because my blood pressure runs really super low. And this was like scary high. I'm like, oh. Okay. So it's just a cheap ass gizmo, but my intuition kept saying you should check it with the regular meter. Just just see. And so I did and it was still scary high. And so now I'm having conversation with my doctor <laughs> about what could possibly have changed. So your your body will definitely look out for you because yes. it nagged at me to not just write it off as, you know, well, it's a crappy ass, cheap watch.
3: (laughs) And that's sometimes how it presents itself. I mean, we, for some reason, sometimes we think spirit has to come in these very like dramatic ways. Majestic. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And sometimes it's you know, it's the, it's a watch or it, it's, you yeah, know, an email a that smart passes watch. By. <laughs> exactly. You know, I think anything universe, spirit, God, whatever you call it, can be used as a message. It's, are we open? Are we open to receive it? And I think yeah. that has a lot to do with self-love circling back. Like Absolutely. if we are constantly in giver mode and we give, give, give until the cup just runs so dry, we don't, we've forgotten what it's like to receive, Well, we've been trained not to
1: receive many women, honestly. If you think about growing up, uh, you were always trained to share, give of your stuff, give your time, give your attention, give your your listening skills, volunteer, do all of that stuff. But you were never trained how to receive a compliment Mm -hmm. or to receive assistance. And I can remember watching my grandmother or my mother you know doing all the things and somebody would say can i help and they're like oh no it's good i've got it and right as opposed to come on in it's you know
3: many hands makes the work lighter and will be done faster and it'll be more fun <laughs> yeah it's so interesting there's this unspoken hierarchy right that the giver is somehow higher up than the receiver because if you're the receiver well then you can't handle it or obviously you couldn't that cut mess- it. yeah yeah. So it's interesting to me that energetically, like we need a balance of both. But yet in our society, it's been learned that, oh, we want to be the giver because that quote unquote looks better. And when that's not, it's not true at all.
1: Yeah, exactly. Stacy, it's so good to have you back yeah, with us. Back. You, can, you can unmute. We'll see how
2: the connection is now. <laughs> Oh, I didn't realize that's needed. Yeah, I was just going to add to that too, you know. I think to recognize that when we are open to receive, we're actually also providing, you know, we're giving to the giver because that's give, allowing them and the opportunity to give in a way that they that feels good to them. So there's this reciprocation that can happen. Yeah,
1: exactly. It it helps me sometimes to reframe concepts and I've come to reframe this rugged independent attitude that i was raised with that you had to juggle all the balls competently and on your own um i've reframed that as a selfish position Mm -hmm. okay it because i'm i'm taking all the control i'm taking all the responsibility Mm -hmm. i'm taking 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 okay and so i need to stop the taking and allow
2: other people to step
1: in and share with me.
2: Mm-hmm. And to recognize we, we are changing in our society, you know, as far as going from this individual place to community and recognizing how important community is to grow and for our own self love and acceptance. So I think that's a really important piece.
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, and for making the world a beautiful place to live, mm-hmm. I think in some ways in society right now, we're reaping the harvest that we've sown over the last many decades of, you know, we, we've got it all figured out and this capitalist thing is the way to be and it's all about lifting your own self up with your bootstraps. And I think that's part of the reason there's this loss of empathy and, you know, striking out at the rest of the world we've all ended up in these little tiny silos and it's it's not a supportive way to live in any
3: way absolutely i truly believe we are just energetically designed to be in a community and connected that community is and i've had to be very conscious of this um of embracing a community that is either at or above the level as who i want to become Hello. Because, I mean, I actually, Stacy and I were just sharing this on a, a speak fellow <laughs> recently. I, I mentioned I was in this support group. Um, and this was because along with um, autoimmune digestive issues, I also have a, a fused spine from when mm-hmm. I was a teenager. And so I was having back pain at the time. So I joined this mostly online, but um, it would be occasionally in-person support group. And I was like, I went, I could barely go to the meetings because I'm like, they all complain. They all complain about how terrible their back pain is and how, you know, this medication didn't work. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not where I want to go. Yeah, no, I want a group of
1: people who are like, okay, I'm trying this thing. (laughs) Let's, yeah, I'm open to
3: seeing how this goes. Let's try some hypnosis. Let's do a few things. Yeah. So it goes along with raising our vibration, like are we in communities that are are really resonating at, or maybe above where we see ourselves, like making a positive impact in the world. And it's, I mean, I get it. It's not easy. Um, It's kind of, it's like attracts like, so mm-hmm. we do need to be, I have to just be very purposeful with not just the people I surround with, but the messages. Like I don't watch mainstream news anymore. I just yeah. can't. Mm. Um, oh my god! <laughs> so I align with books and podcasts and shows that show me, you know, and I, and I'm not saying I'm sticking my head in the sand. I do know there's great suffering in this world, but that also shows me that there, there is a way out. There is, a raising of consciousness, and we can do that together.
1: Yeah, I've, uh, I've had to cope with the introduction recently of a lot of mainstream media into my home mm. <laughs> because I've, I'm the primary caretaker for my father, who's a very political kind of guy, and mm. he's going to watch what he's going to watch. Um, but what I what I have found interesting as I've adapted to having this in my house, which is something I previously did not allow, mm-hmm. um, is that it challenges me to be more present with how I can make a difference mm-hmm. right now in this moment, how I can make a difference as opposed to, well, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna be good inside myself and I'm not going to worry beyond that, which is kind of the position I had taken previously. Uh, and I think it's probably a, an evolution. I wouldn't have been ready to do this, say eight years ago, <laughs> but I am in this moment where it's like, okay, I do need to actually do things. I do need to go and uh I've made the choice to be involved in our local precinct here in Arizona um, because I'm concerned about the alternate set of facts that has been bouncing around the world. And it's not enough for me to, I think, sit in my house and go, well, I really hope that this strange alternate set of facts does not blow up our democracy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, to recognize that, you know, there with division that's been happening in the world and there's been a lot for many, many, you know, years now. And so we can either fall into the, you know, what's happening on that level, or we can be proactive and begin to really make the change at a higher frequency at a higher level. We don't have to buy into the fear and and all of that. And all of that. Yeah. And so we get to choose. It's a choice. Yes. Absolutely and Mm -hmm. that's
1: empowering choice
2: Mm -hmm. absolutely
1: yes absolutely so we are already headed up on our second break if you can believe it or not Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and i've enjoyed the little tips that we've shared around self-love um what do you what advice do you like to give people Uh, who are kind of tiptoeing their way into this and I don't answer right now we're going to answer this when we come back from the break and uh, if you're those of you who are out there in listener land it's not if you're hearing my voice it's a fact Um, I would invite you to spend a few minutes over this commercial break, just close your eyes and relax where you're at and spend some time with that little bubble of pink love that Stacy was telling us about and hang with us. We'll be right back.
3: Change starts here. Change starts now join us the voice america influencers channel hey
1: beautiful soul Sophia renea morales here i've been doing sovereign self for over a year now and i would like to hear from you tell me what you want to hear in coming shows leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know how has the show supported you
4: It will be the best hour of your week.
1: Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Brenda Carey and Stacey Musial of the Be The Love podcast. And we're so glad you hung with us through the break. I hope you had a lovely time with your bubble of pink love. (laughs) Um, If you had challenges with that, it's not uncommon the first time that you sit with a visualization like that, if this is new, that it feels awkward or or like maybe you haven't done it right or you had trouble accepting the love what are some practical things you can suggest for someone who's having this experience of well i can't be lovable until i've fill in the blank lost the weight left the abusive man you know whatever is on your list
2: yeah i think recognizing that every journey starts with just one step forward and staying in the present moment, you know, so it's not, I'll be happy when I lose the weight or I'll be happy when I lose, you know, let go lose of the relationship. The bad boyfriend, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's a choice to be happy in the now and at least, you know, happiness might be that, far reach but it's a it's a in the now let's do one thing here and now so maybe that's bringing in the the pink bubble of light or maybe that's like when you wake up decide to give yourself a a hug you know just put your arms around yourself and just allow that to just be felt you know even if it feels weird that will begin to build and change the neural networks in the brain because we're so used to the negative, yeah. And running so got, the
1: same old mm-hmm. paths. The alarm's gone off, and I got to get up and schlep down the hall and yeah. wake everybody up and get breakfast and blah
2: blah all that mm-hmm. crap. Yes. Yeah, and those tapes have been playing for years and years, and they've built up these you know, neural pathways, and so yeah, they're have, like really broad highways. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And so we get to decide that we want to change them into new neural pathways. The brain is neural is neuro- is you know neuroplasticity is a, a thing where the changes or the brain is very malleable and so we get to change and so when we start to make a decision and do one new thing that begins to new you know create new neural networks and pretty soon the more you do something the more that is going to expand and pretty soon you're going to be you know 10 years down the road you're going to look back and you're like oh I, you know, I have come a long way. Yeah. I mean, just think about where you are now today and how far you've come. I think we give little effort, little attention to that. It's easy to get caught up in forgetting how far we've really come.
1: I yeah. am right there with you because I can remember after my second ectopic pregnancy, I had a very bad surgical experience and chronic pain. And I was moving a while back and I had found a list of goals that I had made back at that time. Mm-hmm. And my list of goals included, um, having 20 or more pain free days in a month. It had, um, I forget now. I wish I hadn't lost the list again, but it was like really foundational stuff. It's like getting out of the bed every day,
4: mm. not spending
1: the entire day in bed, just, you know, trapped with the pain. And so it was kind of enlightening to mm. find that list of goals and go, yeah, you know what, I have like pain-free 3 months at a time now mm-hmm. and I I'm, yeah. I'm able to hold down, you know, and make regular commitments and help other people mm-hmm. and and do that kind of stuff which I hadn't imagined was even going to be a possibility initially. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. I I'm a proponent of lines in the sand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, New Year's, I find is kind of a good time to draw a line in the sand, but you can draw a line in the sand at any point Mm -hmm. and say, okay, here's where I'm at at this point in time. Here's where I want to be. Mm -hmm. And it helps because we tend to kind of stay in this now moment and think we're not changing
2: hmm Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. also a good practice. I like to do that. Is helpful is where am I now and where do I want to be? But what is maybe, you know, one step I can do to take to get there? It doesn't have to be this big overarching, yeah. right? That's <laughs> overwhelming, you know? Yeah. And so that keeps us in this paralyzation. So it's just that one step. It might be making a phone call or- Or doing you know, a Google search or- right. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be everything, but it's nice to be able to see the the steps to get there. Yeah, what's what's yeah. the
1: next thing that mm-hmm. might take me in that direction? Yeah. And then to that.
3: celebrate um to celebrate those small milestones, you know, we just celebrated our 100th episode on Be the Love and it was just Yay. it was really mm-hmm. fun to I mean that was a big milestone, but I think more importantly, celebrating the small milestones are just as important. Uh, mm-hmm. Because those eventually pile up and, and do become those bigger moments where we can say, yes, I, you know, I yeah. did that. It's and- part of becoming your own encourager, your
1: own cheerleader. Yes, we yeah. need to mm-hmm. be.
3: We need to Absolutely.
2: be. We can only build on our strengths. Yeah, Yeah.
1: true, true. So why are we focusing on our
2: weaknesses?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of the Be the Love podcast, I I know
2: there's a story behind this. So tell us the story of the podcast. Hmm. Yeah, so I actually I was in transition in my life. And my son had just grown up and became 18 and moved out of the house. And oh, I, was <laughs> I was an empty nester. <laughs> and so it was, you know, 2020. And I was like, what's next for me? There's something I needed to do. So I decided to sell my house and go travel. And, and so I got this opportunity to go to this retreat in Sedona, Arizona with some friends. And I was actually staying down there for like three weeks, I believe. And so I went down there to the first retreat and I was just asking the divine, what is next for me? And I kept getting the message, I need to teach. And I've always been a, you know, a therapist, so I've been on that other side of listening. And so I was like, okay, well, what do I need to teach about? And I kept getting, I got the message. I, you need to teach about love. And I was like, wow, that's very vast. You know, that's, what about love? It didn't narrow it down a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so on 11, 2020, I went to bed and I just my body was buzzing, and I got this download just instantly, and it was everything about the podcast, it was like the name of it, you know, the format. And I was like, I have never done a podcast before. I've never even thought about that, you know? And so I was like, okay, so I got started and we launched on December 21st, 2020. that's pretty good (laughs) I mean the spirit moved everything from you know everything that happened in that span of time so it was quick (laughs) awesome
1: (sighs) and I I know you didn't start together Brenda how did you come on board
3: no I came on board I was one of the first guest interviews when the Podcast was started, and I thought, "Wow, that's that's really cool." I didn't know Stacy even knew how to podcast. She's like, "I don't.
0: I just <laughs> started. You're my first uh, volunteer." <laughs> um,
3: so the the podcast had already been going for about a year, and we had come together at the end of 2021, and I was going to be a second time guest talking about um, the yogi's version of a New Year's resolution called a San Culpa, hmm. and Stacy knew that the previous um, co host he just wasn't ready to continue on. And it was kind of this instantaneous, like, so do you think you would want to be a co-host with me? And I was like, Yes. Before my rational mind thought about, like, I've never done that before. <laughs> Your soul <I'll... laughs> jumped up and said, me, me. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so interesting because uh, literally this was, you know, the end of 2021. And this is when I go into sort of a deep reflection time. And I was thinking, what what do I want to bring out into 2022? And the interestingly enough, the divine download that came to me was Speak Your Truth. You need to speak your truth. And initially, I didn't really quite know what that meant until Stacy asked me to be a co-host on the podcast. I was like, oh, Oh. that was it. And I think think that's what we need to realize with how universe or spirit moves. Um, We think our rational minds can figure it all out and do all the details. But when we are aligned with what universe wants for us, the details fall into place. Yeah. And, or you're
1: sent the people who understand mm-hmm. the details. Yes, yeah.
3: Exactly. And so, yeah, I joined Stacy at the beginning of 2022 and have so enjoyed. I mean, you can identify just meeting really cool people that I would have never met, you know. Otherwise, I, I yeah. totally relate to that. Mm-hmm. I think that is also part of the reason
1: and, that spirit pushed me down the path of yeah. the radio show. And yeah.
3: many of our guests have really helped me evolve and up-level how I think about myself and my beliefs. And that's really been such a gift because I always feel like I am on a spiritual path. Absolutely. And all these amazing teachers have come in and you know introduced me to a different modality I had never heard of or just a yeah. different way of phrasing a spiritual concept that really resonates with me. And, you know, circling back to like, we're meant to be in community and we can align with people that are there to help raise us all up. And speaking of gifts, I believe you ladies did bring a
1: gift
2: with you today. Would you like to share with the listeners what that is? Sure. I have my uh, first chapter of my book, Your Empowered Soul, A Natural Pathway to Healing Anxiety and Depression. And my book is also on Amazon. It is a comprehensive, um, guide, um, that goes into thoughts, emotions, nutrition, all the things that, um, support healing, anxiety, and depression. I love that. That
1: is mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Um, if you go to SovereignSelf.media. Uh, we have all of their information up at the top of the page okay. there. So you can, can I go talk there about mine really quick? and get the download. Yes.
3: Go yeah. for it, I'm excited. I've, um, so I on my website, which is Sacred Path Yoga and Reiki, so that's Sacred Path and then spell out yeah. yoga, A-N-D, Reiki, uh, I have a short video series. It's called Journey to Abundant Energy. And I find that's what a lot of people, they get they tell me, oh, I'm so tired, I'm so <laughs> exhausted. And then they wait for the next caffeine hit or sugar boost or oh my God, whatever. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a short four video series on just natural ways to reclaim energy and be, be able to get through the day with all the vibrant health that you need. So yeah. you can find that on my website. That
1: is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm so pleased to have had you ladies with me today. We've got just a minute or so to get wrapped up here. So check what... us out
3: on Be The Love podcast. There you
1: go. I was <laughs> going to say final <laughs> words for the audience, I guess. Yes. Check us out on Be The Love podcast. What, we, what we are day on... of the week do you release hmm. usually?
2: We release every Monday and every other Thursday. And we're on iTunes, Spotify, and all the major platforms for podcasting. Fabulous, fabulous.
1: So if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom or encouragement, what would
2: those be? Mm. Mm. Just mm. take some time to tune into to your heart and just begin that. It's just one step at a time and just let it unfold because it's a journey, it's, there's no destination.
3: Yeah, mm. it's a journey and you're not alone. And we get to do this together with love and light. And yeah, find your tribe, find those that are Mm going to lift you up and come check us out on Be The Love Mm -hmm. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Now we
1: know who the promotional partner is here. (laughs) Thank you, ladies, for joining me. And thank Uh, you to everyone who tuned in with us today. I do this show for you. And I've been considering my options and where I'm going with the show, so I would especially right now like to hear from you as a listener. What has this show been for you in your life? Uh, If it were to evolve, what would you like to see it evolve into? If there's something that you would not like to see evolve, let me know. Keep that. Please keep that. And you can uh, drop me an email to ask Ask A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformation space.